This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, this is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. What up? We're back. Jay Foreman, DP is in the house. Austin on the ones and twos. We are live at 1040 O Street. It is looking mighty brisk outside. Listen, it was like 18 degrees when I came in here. It looked like it's eight. Twelve. It, it, it's, it's cold out there. Twelve is, is what? Bundle up, Jack. It's about to get. Yeah, this it, is the frozen tundra in Lincoln, Nebraska. Eleven feels yeah. like negative eight. <laughs> there you go. Hey, and uh, this is old school. Brought to you by the Mercado Certified Piedmontese. Special ingredients in Butcher Shop, located at 84th and Havelock and 30th and Yankee Hill. Me and Strick already ran down how uh, that is a grill master's heaven going in there. But one thing that's been uh, obviously taken over besides the the ticket expanding, which is obviously there's going to be another announcement tomorrow, um, along with the, you know, probably a recap of the week of um, plentiful things as far as where the ticket is going and uh, will be going. Is obviously the the shocking news that uh, Sir Nick Saban uh, has decided to re- retire. Um, I did I did watch his interview and he talked about the age and I think what ha- I think and I talked and I said this to you guys before I, I feel like and I always said this the cannibalization of his staff came back to bite him and it's not anything that he could control. Because the one thing Nick Saban has done better than any coach out there is create, foster, rehab, excellent head coaches and coordinators. Even to the point, his strength coach, his original strength coach, was one of the guys that Kirby Smart paid twice the salary to get to go to Georgia that's still there. And so 
it hurt Nick Saban in the sense of when he had his interview today, he just talked, he said age, but he said, listen, I had to put more time into the defense, which I normally wasn't having to do. Therefore, it wore me out on some of the other duties that made him an excellent head coach. We talked about it after that uh, South Florida game, how bad Alabama looked. They took Jalen Milrow out of the starting lineup. They put in the Notre Dame transfer in there. And then we said it there. I said, listen, Nick Sa- the, the, the thing about Nick Saban, they will find a way to get back into the race. This might have been one of his better coaching jobs. Unfortunately, it wore him out so much that he decided. The funny thing is he said he decided to retire. He had two speeches, right? And he, had, he decided five minutes before he went in there. I think his wife, Miss Terry, was like, listen, bro, I saw you last year. Don't get, don't get, don't get, don't get caught up in the moment. You tired. Did she Giselle, did she Giselle him? No. Giselle, Giselle, Giselle was doing some other things. Miss Terry was like, I mean, I think Nick Saban is something, it's something that he had to discuss. I think the dynamics of this team and this, and the dynamics of college football has worn him out. I think the first shot over the bow was, was what we talked about yesterday him and Oates at the, uh, I don't even want to call it a press conference. It was kind of like a gathering. Um, and I'm sure those two weren't the only two coaches up there, but they were sitting next to each other and they were imploring their donors to donate more money in reaction to Texas A&M out of nowhere, having four of the top uh, defense alignment commit there. And, and it was frustration. It was surprise um, at that time. And I think that was where the ball got rolling to where Nick Saban, and especially coming off a of recent national championship, felt like he should have been in a better position to compete in the first kind of offseason of NIL. And they got lapped twice by Texas A&M. Not by Georgia, not by Tennessee, not by LSU, not by Florida, by Texas A&M. And so that was a... With another money school who's shown that they're willing to spend more money in Texas coming. Yeah, but that was even before. This was a few couple years ago. Uh, that that Texas, they felt like, oh, they, what was it, thirty million dollars or something? Austin, they said in the article where they it was the number one recruiting class out of nowhere. I mean, they were getting got DP. They ran a three four, <laughs> and they signed four of the top defensive linemen. One of them's here now, right? And so, and then and then the other two, which one's the defensive lineman? His brother's the offensive lineman. They're in the portal, and I, they're all obviously a, a power five places. So I think. That was the first warning shot. And then I think all the other things that came off of that, you know, the transfer portal, the NIL, where he still wants to build a team. He understands NIL. And they created a, a opportunity for a lot of the players. And I think it became a little bit harder after Bryce Young and Will Anderson Jr. to have guys that were thinking about things bigger than them him, themselves. And, you know, he probably got worn out. He's still going to be there. I think the best quote that he had, he told the team that, you know, I, you know, I got an office and I think it's at the stadium. I can jump on you from up here. So you know, he's like, hey, so he's not going to be too far. I just think he felt like his time and he, and he probably, you know, wants to try to build a legacy after he's done playing. I think he feels a lot more um, for the sense I got is that he feels very, I guess obligated in love for the University of Alabama that he wants to make sure it's in good hands when he's done. Or obviously he's done, but we're as moving forward. I'm fascinated by the search for a replacement because I'm sure this didn't completely shock Greg Byrne, but I'm sure it surprised him. Like I wonder how many of these conversations have been had. And when you think about some of the other, you know, legendary coaches that have stepped away in, in other sports recently, their replacement has been in house. 
There's no obvious candidate, no. no one that Nick Saban brought in and said, this is the guy I want to take over. I'm considering it. Let's get him ready for the job. Be here. Be ready. There's not that guy. I think Nick Saban has earned some degree of saying who his successor is. I think Greg Byrne knows what success looks like. But also, if Saban did this out of the blue and he missed the boat on his chance to give input as to who his successor was, he didn't do a Bo Ryan to Greg Gard leave right yeah. before the season so they have another chance. They didn't do a a Shashevsky Shire where he was the coach and waiting for yeah. a while. Or so like I wonder if, or if yeah. yeah, if um, Saban's you no know, jump on you quote how the new hire affects how much jumping on them he does. Well, I think he was just saying that he's still going to be around one that settles down the players knowing he's not going to be too far. But then also it settles down the powers that be that know that you still have a figurehead that knows how this place is ran, how it's got built up, so forth and so on. Here's here's the 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 unasked question because we focused on on Saban, but Saban Saban is a domino effect. Remember, we're talking about Alabama. We're talking about the deepest roster in college football. That that's a fair statement. Deepest roster, deepest financial resource base because they've been the best the longest in order to create that that pool of money and booster assemblage, et cetera. What's going to happen to this roster? What conversations took place? Who led the conversation to the roster? And then what did the roster respond with? Because if Saban led it, the roster is going to respond a certain way. Sort sort of way, because he's going to tell them stay put, stand pat. Don't. If somebody else led the conversation, different response, different right. reaction, and then what promises were made? Remember, we know new coaching, new staff that goes across the board. So whoever replaces Saban also has to recast his coaching staff, even if you are within house. Even in-house, yeah. not everybody's going to be kept, and not all those rooms are going to be the same, and not all the players are going to stay. So I, my eyes are quickly drawn to the locker room and to the booster base to find out those people who have those special relationships with Nick Saban and are willing to write checks, what we know is just because I wrote Krzyzewski a check of monumental proportion does not mean I'm going to give his – Replacement, a check sure. at the same time. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that's it's. It, it's and, a business, and I mean, then it's... the next recruiting class, not this one, because this one's going to react anyway. The next one is the one that I need to pay attention to because this yeah. one you're going to lose people next week. Sure. Next year's class that you've been recruiting looks entirely different. Like Alabama, well, yeah, I uh, hope yeah. y'all got your belt buckle on. Because it's about to get bumpy uh, down in down in Birmingham. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean it's Tuscaloosa about to get it. It's always like the the retention. It's no different if you buy a business and you know what the retention rate is. That's that's always going to be there, and people are obligated to Nick Saban because he's been the ultimate winner. So it's a it's a guaranteed. If there is a best, the, the, Nick Saban is a, is a phenomenal investment. Number one, he's increased your 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 student enrollment four times. So what does that do? That's more money to the university. What it's done is it put more money in pockets of people in, in sports programs by the by the success of the football program. It made you more high profile. It made you more appealing. That's not going to change. Number one, because Nick Saban's there. Number two, 
is because that's where Alabama is and that's where they're they're going to be. So the biggest actually recruiting class you need to pay attention to is the one two years from now. Yeah. And yeah, the initial reaction, especially of guys that are, aren't in ro- early enrollees, they'll go somewhere and all this other stuff. Okay, that's fine. That's, and that's what you could do. You, that way you don't burn your one-time transfer portal you know, deal. But the people that are there are going to wait and see what the coaches are like. And they're going the, 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 whoever comes in there is actually going to benefit off of this because it's no different when Ryan Day took over after Urban Meyer. You, you are essentially benefiting off of mm-hmm. the structure that he's done. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to be able to somewhat recruit off of it, but you're going to you're going to recruit a different type of player because not all coaches are the same. And you have to, you know, the the only problem that you can make as a coach is that if you're purposely recruiting a different player just to, just to be different, if you have a different scheme or an idea of what a football player is in within your 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 you know your playbook and scheme and needs and wants, that's one thing. If you're doing it just to say, hey, I'm trying to prove myself. I'm going to recruit Austin, but actually DP would fit better. Well, then you're you're going to end up getting fired anyway. So I think it's what needs to be changed. Nothing. If you're Alabama, you just nothing. You just so whoever to, you need to do. And, yeah. and be honest with you, it's not. First of all, anybody that has to go there is two different things. Don't go there thinking that you're going to be as good as Saban. You're not. You're just not. Okay, and, that, and you have to be okay with that. Another thing is it's actually an easier job than what people think because the expectations are still very high, but getting into the the playoff is easier because there's 12 teams. Imagine in four years from now, it'll probably be close to 16 teams. So it's easier because once you're in the dance, it's all about matchups. So, And and, and Georgia, Georgia, is Georgia the target because it's Georgia or is it Texas because of where they just recently were? The target is just play Alabama. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Football because you're in the you're in the dance. It's not the four team playoff. If yeah. the four team playoff, of course you're fighting off. Your target is Georgia. You're fighting off. Ole Miss, who's going to be a top five team next year. Texas, that's supposed to be a top two team or number two ranked coming in preseason. Then you always got to think LSU is going to rebound, right? Because they got the top like three players or something like that just recently. So you figure they're going to be back. That's if it's the four team. We're going to 12. So your whole thing is different. It's be be the best version of us. Yeah. And as quick as possible. And and now obviously, you you, you know, Georgia is going to be a target, but everybody has to reset their expectations now because it used to be you had to be undefeated to get in the dance in the four and you know look at florida state now granted quarterback i heard but just in general 
there's questions whether even if the quarterback was healthy, whether they would get into it. And and so now you you have to reset you know your expectations and then judge them based on that. I think it's a good situation to go in. I think Nick Saban won't. He's the type he won't overstep his boundary. I mean, listen, if and, and that lets me know Alabama could possibly try to get a younger coach, yeah. not a super young coach, but a younger coach because you have him there to lean on if you use him. Not like somebody else that came in here and refused to use what? it. What? What? What do you mean? I wasn't here. What happened? Yeah, you were. <laughs> what? So, what do you, Austin? Are you familiar with? Um, it. it uh, huh? Is there something rattling around in okay, there? Okay, I, I, I'm just. I wasn't clear. I'm just saying, man. I mean, <laughs> all I'm saying is, if I, I was taking over, gets that his eyes roll. Yeah, I'm just he can't saying, even control it. it he could. You could <laughs> hire me, I, Nick Saban. You're gonna be. I don't know what they're paying you, but you're gonna be a coach because. <laughs> Everywhere I went, he'd be there with me. I'd be eating me some. I'd have some coffee and the little Davy Dunkin' things, the little donuts. He's like, I like those, by the way. And uh, we'd be doing the same thing. I'd even try to do the electric slide. I'd be in there doing everything Nick Sagan was doing. Have me a little Coca Cola or whatever. I'd, I'd have the same cardigans. I'd yeah. have like I'd have the same mock turtles. Right. Legs. And like, let me tell you something. You'd be <laughs> watching. He'd be watching more tape now than he ever think, think of. So I mean, it's. I think he'll it's a be good, a better coach next year. I think that's it, what's really scary. Right. right? He'll be a better. You sure coach. about that? Yeah, yeah, Jay. This, he, this is what you do. Okay, I got it. He'll be a better coach next year because he he has time now to really get to work. Well, he can give you more informed information if you use it right. But I think it's a good situation. I know Lanning said you know he he posted that he's staying at Oregon, um, but I don't think that they'll be able to make a more informed decision. And it's kind of like Pete Carroll and Seattle, obviously distinctly different. But when you have a figurehead in there that's willing to play the role for the betterment of your program, it makes it easier to hire a coach and not have to be out of desperation, right? So that eliminates Dabo because Dabo's ego is bigger than Dabo. You know, here's the thing: is Dabo three years ago was it was the foregone? You know, give me Dabo. Give me you're gonna Dabo, go there. Give me what Dabo, what he's Dabo. done is essentially talked himself out of every situation to go into to Alabama. Uh, you you're correct, but it don't mean I still don't want it. Then I, I want Jay. Jay. I want Jay. Well, he would be I successful don't ask there, much, right? Yeah, but I mean, it, well, I mean, you're wanting to be there because Dabo <laughs> Dabo wouldn't be like that while he was there, though. Jay, I don't I don't ask for much in the you. <laughs> you're getting <laughs> you're getting Dabo right now because he's bored. I want the chaos. <laughs> he wouldn't be bored in Alabama, so it's. Uh, I need it's, the Davo chaos. Uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see where they move. They got to move a lot quicker than say the Patriots. And you know? he got to change his whole wardrobe. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> they they got to. You know, the college game is different because you got to get a staff, you got to hire staff, you got to interview people. You're in the winter conditioning. I'm assuming here pretty soon, so you got to get your. I mean, you got a ton of stuff to do. Whereas the pros. Even if there's a new GM, you're not hiring a new. This, the, a lot of the scouts are, you know, the scouts that go out and the area scouts and all, those guys don't change over a lot that first year. You know, administration doesn't really change over that much. Whereas college, it's a whole new effect. Now it it depend on do they make it easier the first year, and this is more turnkey. Mm -hmm. Then you kind of turn it over. Or does somebody come in there and try to wipe it clean? Wouldn't you? I mean, so let's say that Jay Foreman is named head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, right? I can't possibly fathom that everybody that's in the building stays in the building for you. No, but that's the right? difference between like, pros and college. Okay, so then let's change. You are now the head coach 
at Alabama. Wesley. Nebraska Wesley. Yeah. I cannot fathom for the life of me you keeping everybody, all the recruiters at Wesleyan. Yeah. Well, you got to. They're Wesleyan. You're talking about like Alabama. I, I mean, you're going to have to. Virginia. Uh, let's uh, say Virginia. That, yeah. That's the difference between college and pros. When you come into college, you're more apt. To, the turnover rate is a lot higher than, say, the pros. Okay. The scouts are the scouts, like the area scouts, the guys that are at all the – like you're not going to – there's only so many of them, so you're not going to turn them over. Is that the same for recruiters in college? No. Right? It's totally two different things. They're, they're evaluating versus recruiting. Because the coaching staff goes and recruits, right? Is it fair to say the scouts are more – GM based than yeah. coach based, but, but aren't yeah. they aren't there both? Like, doesn't college have people that one will tell you this is a because of Nick Saban? Nick Saban has a scout that says, "Tell me about this guy that the recruiter not to says the magnet, not not to the like magnet. an informant yeah. almost, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not well, to yeah, because I mean, you need somebody to yeah. say not to the magnitude a tip line, right? Like somebody mm-hmm. that says, "Hey, here's a top fifty recruit at his position." That doesn't make him a top five offer list for Alabama or Vanderbilt. The lists aren't the same in anything. So I would think that Jay has, he has a buddy who's a better evaluator of talent than the guy who can go into mom and pop's house. Yeah. They got a recruiting department, but that's the difference between the pros and the college. Like you have to, not have to. A lot. There's a the turnover rate in college is a lot different. It's a lot higher initially, or w- within the first two years. And the pros, they'll keep him because the scouts are the scouts, and their gen- like sc- scouting is a hard job based on the travel, but it's not anything different because you're still sc- you're looking at height, weight, speed, injury history, background. I mean, all those things that right. you're getting right versus like. If you bring in a new recruiting coordinator and a whole, like my idea of what a linebacker is different than that dude across the street. So you have to, so that's why in college is it's significantly you know who different. you want to coach. Right. But it's significantly different than your recruiting versus scouting. It's two different, there's, it's two different things. And then, then as has happened at Nebraska, the people who recruited, who were recruiting all the players that played for the last four years. Those recruits are now recruiting different kind of athletes than they did for three years ago, two years ago. Yeah, because it's a different type of program. Right. So right. that was that was my thing, is yeah. that there should be somebody that says the recreating of the standard. That, listen, I need Jay Foreman in here. I don't – I yeah, can't I mean, have the that, other guy. Yeah, that comes from, like, I guess the head coach and the whole staff. I think we got people that – you know, are still here that wasn't before. Because if you're a good recruiter, a good evaluator of talent, those are those are hard to find anyways. The, people have – and you're not just working at Nebraska for forever. You've been other places. So, you you know, your your reputation just as a scout or whatever or a coach, you know, definitely, you know, precedes you. So, it's, it's just one of those things that the college game is a little bit different. That's why I was talking – I had a conversation about this with uh, um, a former player in, in, in uh, Monty – that is that's why it's so imperative when you're a head coach you have to be selfless it's it i'm telling you it is the it, it it's the most selfless job out there because if i'm the head coach especially in college and cuz we're in a college town mm-hmm. that austin and his family dp 
and your family it, 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 that my what how I do things you guys are dependent on. Now here's where I'm I'm dependent on you guys if I'm acting right and I'm coaching right and I'm doing whatever to do your job. But if I'm not doing it and say you guys are still doing your job, guess who gets screwed over? You two. Because you know who gets paid more? Me. You get what I'm saying? But that's also why I think you, most coaches have a guy next to them that actually kind of balances because he needs a protector. He needs a buffer. You need somebody that's, that's as you're driving, right, that's that, looking in your rear view mirror hey man, or like that, seeing your blind spot. Like that dude in the dude. Like yeah. you need somebody, you need, well, Joe Gibbs called him a truth teller. And he said yeah. the, the thing that kept him, that he actually had Charlie, uh, that he had Bobby Bethard between him and Jack Kent Cook. Yeah. Because Jack Kent Cook was worried about relationships with money yeah. and Bobby Bethard was worried about relationships was, to, the, to the game. Right. And he would say, don't let money keep somebody here in loyalty. Like, if they can't help us win the Super Bowl next year, the money part doesn't matter. Right. We need to get – Because you're going to lose it anyway. We're going to lose it anyway. Yeah. And then you don't lose your head coaching salary because of a GM. Yeah, I mean, you need a multitude of players. You yeah. need a depth of people that you can talk to, and you got to be willing to listen. Like, if you're, if you're sitting around – and everybody's saying the same thing. Essentially, you might as well just take it. What, what was that game? Tetris? It'd be like you're in there and this thing just bouncing around. And you're not getting anywhere. So I think it's – that's a – I mean, look, me and Austin said this, DP. When you win championships or you're on good teams, you're not going to win championships with bad coaches, and you're not going to win championships with bad players. You're not going to win with uncoachable players. You're not going to win with, I guess, uncoachable coaches or coaches that are willing to coach your style and put their mark on it. You're just not. It just doesn't happen. It just—I mean, that's yeah. just that—that's yeah. just as simple as it goes. Yeah. If you got a bunch of knuckleheads on your staff or, or your or your players, you ain't gonna win. This, it's humanly impossible yeah. unless you get lucky. Yeah. And it, then it, lucky, and then you know what happens? You're good one year, and then you're because even good coaches with bad talent, you you gonna that thing happens, man. It happens. It shows yeah. up, and it bites you in full. And it's not necessarily you have to have superior talent. You got to have guys here. I'll tell you this, and and this is a great thing I can say about Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. They they look at players as a extremely damp towel. What they do better than anything else, they squeeze that, all that excess water out of you. That's exactly what they do. And you know what they do? They're they're not they're not obligated to say I'm only going to have a towel with five hundred three. They'll take the towel as it is and say, you know what. I'm gonna use it the best, but I'm gonna squeeze everything out of it. I don't know who said it. They said, "Hey, listen, come come play for me, and we'll win a title, or you can go somewhere else, and we'll win a title." <laughs> <laughs> hey, we win it either way, with the well, without listen, you. Listen, you know what I'm saying? Yes or no? You can yeah. go somewhere else, and we'll win a title. Yeah, so, that'll that'll snap you up real quick. Hey, yeah. it's like listen, yeah. this is how we this is how we recruiting. You yeah. coming? We winning chips. Yeah. You coming or not? Hey, man, that's cool, man. <laughs> Anyways. Jay Foreman, DP, Austin. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.